प्रमाणम प्रतिजिरे Now it's taken up for discussion the different schools of thought, the different uh, concepts that different people have pertaining to Atma, and there are reasons depending upon what you accept as pramanam or the valid means of knowledge. So vakya bhasan swasthapakshe yojayanti is talking about now those people who seem to adopt the Shruti or the Vedas, Upanishads, to suit their convenience in order to get a verification for their opinions, they employ the Shruti as for their convenience. Meaning that they take passages from the Shruti and quote them in support of their own opinion, uh, the passages which are convenient, which are taken out of context. <coughs> and so here are the Lokayatikas, the Charvakas, the materialists, Kutasthali Sariranda Sanghatasya Atmatam Jaguhu. They say that the Sharira is Atma. Lokayataha Pamarasya. So Lokayata are philosophers who accept Pratyaksham, Pratyaksha Ahasamashidaha. Those who take Pratyaksham as a perception as the only Pramana and they experience the body to be conscious being and therefore that is taken to be Atma. And Pamarasya, those people, particularly this particular opinion is presented and is justified in order to justify Pāmaratvam, Vishayalampadatvam. So these people are people who are, who just are interested in sensuous pleasures. And that can be justified only when you justify that his body is Atma. So they don't have to worry about the previous birth, the next birth, or the existence beyond the birth. And therefore they don't have to worry about what we call Papa and Punya, merit or demerit. They need not worry about anything because they believe in perfection in the present and they don't believe in the next birth. <coughs> and so, these people are also Pāmaraha. Pāmaraha means those people who are only infatuated with the sense objects, and that is why, why they adopt this kind of uh, philosophy. However, their opinion is that this body is Atma, and that opinion is based on the pratyaksha, the perception. And in order to justify their opinion, śrādhi kartam svapakshante kosham annamayam tatha in this body of literature called Upanishad, you would find statements which apparently seem to say that this body is Atma. Savayesha Purusha Narasamayaha, says Upanishad says, this Atma is Annarasamayaha, meaning it is this gross body which is the modification of food. And so that statement is there, well, they find it very convenient to justify the position that gross body is Atma. Or there is a statement from Virochana which says that this body is Atma, this is what the, the great-grandfather, namely the Pitamaha, the Prajapati has taught us, that this gross body is Atma and that alone should be worshipped, that alone should be nourished. And the one who does that, be happy in this world as well as in the next world. So that kind of a statement also they find and they quote such passages in support of their opinion or support of the view that this gross body is Atma. <coughs> In this Charvakas or materialists, there are several schools which are quoted here. So progressively, so there are other people who refute this people and there are other people who refute the other fellows and this is how we find one being refuted by the other and ultimately it leads us to towards what we are in fact seeking. So now introducing the verse 62 says, Asminvate 
ദോഷ ദർശന പുറസ്തരം മതാന്തരം ഉത്ഥാപകി അസ്മിൻമതെ ദോഷദർശന ദിസ് മത ഒപ്പീനിയൻ ദ്രോസ് ബോഡിസ് ആത്മ മതാന്തരം ദിസ്ഫീനിയൻ ിംഗ് of taking the gross body to the atma <coughs> so this is what is said in verse 62 jeevatman yajame deha maranasyatradar maranasyatradarshanad dehatirikta-atma-evatma ിയോ who take the gross body as Atma. Now what is the argument that they present to show that the gross body is not Atma? They say that Jeeva Atma Nirgame Deha Mananasya Atta Darshanat We find that when the Jeeva departs from this gross body then the gross body is dead. Meaning that there was something which was present in the gross body on account of which the gross body was alive. which when departs from the body then the body is dead that shows that there is some factor other than the gross body that keeps it alive and so that which is conscious is atma no doubt however the gross body does not seem to enjoy the consciousness on its own account but then there is this there is this life which when departs from the gross body then the gross body is dead and that shows that gross body cannot be atma because it is not conscious or conscious on it and it is not conscious on its own account it is conscious on account of that life which was there so jivatma nirgame nirgame is departure so when the jivatma departs from this body atra deha manasya darshanat we find that the gross body is dead and therefore gross body cannot be atma <coughs> and that is how they refute the opinion of this other materialist that the gross body is atma then somebody would want to know kidrasho dehatirikta atma alright if you say that atma is dehatirikta it's different from the body kidrasha what's the nature of the atma which you think that is different from the gross body kenava pramayana avagamyade and please tell us what is the pramayana what's the valid means of knowledge or the authority that you have to justify your opinion that the Atma is different from the gross body. How do you come to know that? The Asankayam Aha. If this Asanka, this doubt is there, then the answer, the answer is given in the verse 
Then very interestingly, they say that even the sense organs are also conscious beings. How do you say that? Because we find in many places in the Upanishads that there is a dialogue between the different sense organs. So there is a dialogue, there is in fact a debate among the sense organs as to who is greater. And this kind of dialogue or debate can be there only between conscious beings. Such a debate cannot be among between the inner things. And therefore we say that even the sense organs are conscious and therefore they are Atma. <coughs> so, Shrutifu Indriya Samvada Shravanat. So we find that Shruti talks about the Samvada or the dialogue among the sense organs. Achetanattam Asuddham. Therefore, you cannot say that the sense organs such as eyes, ears, etc. are Achetana or inert. And that is said in the verse 64. Vagadina Mindriyanam Vagadina Mindriyanam Vāgādīnām indriyānām kalahaha śrutiṣu śrutaha śrutaha śrutya pratipādhidaha śrutiṣu in the Upanishad we find that there is a kalaha or a quarrel Vāgādīnām indriyānām among the sense organs beginning from speech there is a quarrel among the sense organs this is what we find in śruti or the Upanishad tena caitanyam edesham and therefore these are Chaitanya, Chaitanas, meaning the sense organs are to be taken as conscious things, conscious entities, not inner entities, because among inner entities there cannot be a quarrel. Only conscious things can quarrel among one another. And so we say that the sense organs are conscious entities. <coughs> Interesting, in Chandogya Upanishad, Taitya, I mean, Brahadaranika uh, Upanishad, Prashna Upanishad, in many places, we find this dialogue among the sense organs. <coughs> For example, Chandogya Upanishad here says, Asaha Pranaha Aham Shreyasi Vyudhire Aham Shreyanasmi Aham Shreyanasmi Then all these Pranas, meaning the sense organs, Aham Shreyasi Vyudhire In order to establish their own supremacy, each one of these sense organs was vying for the Shrestada or Supremacy. And so it seems that once there was a, a dialogue which resulted into a quarrel among the sense organs, wherein each one of them claimed their supremacy. Aham Shreyanasmi, Aham Shreyanasmi, each one of them said, I am superior, I am superior. Even Dutpradivatte, when this kind of a quarrel was there, and this kind of a disagreement was there, then in order to settle this disagreement, in order to come to a judgment or conclusion, all of them went to Prajapati, the creator, who has created them, and therefore all of them went to Prajapati. Teha pranaha prajapatim pekaram etya uchuhu bhagavan kona shesthaiti they have prana, all this prana, that the word prana is used for sense organs. So all these sense organs, prajāpadim pitaram etya uchuhu, they approach prajāpadim and then ask prajāpadim. Bhagavan, 
कौन श्रेष्ठ है दी और सर प्लीज टेलर विच अमंग अस इज श्रेष्ठ है इज दुप्रीम और इज द बेस्ट अमंग मोस्ट एग्जॉल्ट अमंग जबान तान हो आच यस्मिन उत्क्रांत शरीरम पापिष्ठ तरंग दृश्य श्रेष्ठ है प्रजापति ठोल उत्क्रांत सो विच अमंग यू वेन डिपार्ट बॉडी शरीरम पापिष्ट तरंग दृश्यत देन बाय डिपार्टर विच वन ऑफ यू दरीर द ग्रॉस बॉडी बिकम्स दापिष्ठ तरंग Suddenly, when a sense organ departs from this body, the body is going to be defective. But then, by the departure of which one of you, the gross body becomes most uh, incapable. So that that which makes this gross body most incapable, well, you say that that is the best. That shows that you are supply, you are in fact imparting the greatest ability to this body. And therefore, by our departure, it will be determined. So by whose departure makes his body most miserable, that would be the supreme, most, I mean, superior one. Saha vaha shrestha hai, he among you would be shrestha hai, most exalted one. <coughs> this was the test given by Prajapati. Then, when Prajapati thus said, Saha vaag uchakrama, then first the speech said, Okay, let me see what you fellows can do without me. The speech first departed from this body. For one year, the speech organ of speech remained away from this body. And then, it returned and, and found that this body was functioning as before, almost as before. And therefore, asked, asked, And the speech asked all this rest of them, how were you able to continue your life without me? Then the rest of the complex, the Sanghata replied, Yatha akalaha avadantaha pranantaha pranena pasyantaha chakshusha shrunvantaha shrotrena dhyantaha manasayavam evam iti evam evam iti praviveshaha vaad. The rest of them said, well, Yatha akalaha, just as mute people, So they just as mute people who are not able to speak, however, prāyana prānantaha, those who continue to breathe on account of the prāna being there, pasyantaha chakshusha, they continue to see on account of the eyes being there, shrunvantaha shrotrena, they continue to hear on account of the ears being there, dhyantaha manasa, and they continue to think because the mind is there, so we also continue like a mute person. So in your absence, we continue our existence in this manner. Then the organ of speech recognizes that it, uh, this body can continue even without it also, pravesh, hava, and therefore the speech entered in its place. Chakshurha <coughs> uttakrama, then the, then the, the eyes say, okay, let me see what you can do without me. In this manner, eyes also depart, as the speech is back, eyes now departed from this body. For one year, eyes went away. And after a tour, returned to this body. Found that this person was functioning or alive. And so asked, how come you are able to continue all this vyavahara or the life without me? So, yatha andaha, apashyantaha, prananthaha pranena, vadantaha vacha, 
श्रोत्रेण ध्यायंतो मनसा नो प्रॉब्लम जस्ट एज अ ब्लाइंड पर्सन कंटिन्यूस टू ब्रीथ बिकॉज यूज प्राणा कंटिन्यूस टू स्पीक बिकॉज यू स्पीच कंटिन्यूस टू हियर बिकॉज यूज इयर्स कंटिन्यूस टू थिंक बिकॉज यूज माइंड सो सो वी कंटिन्यूड इन एक्शंस देन आई एज रिकोगनाइज दैट वेल आफ्टर ऑल दिस बॉडी कैन कंटिन्यू विदाउट देम ऑल्सो एंड देन इयर्स ऑल्सो डिपार्टेड एंड ए सिमिलर रिप्लाई वॉज दे ऑल्सो वेंट अवे फॉर वन ईयर एंड दे रिटर्न हियर so faculty of hearing returned and then found that again this person was continuing and asked how did you continue in my absence same thing just as a deaf person continues to see because of the eyes to breathe because of prana to hear i mean to think because of the mind and so also we continue in absence and finally the mind departed <coughs> well mind also went away for one year and returned and found that this jiva the individual was continuing to function Say, how did you continue in my absence? He says, well, yatha baraha. Just as children, meaning mindless people. It's possible to live a life without the mind also. So, just as the stupid people continue to see, continue to hear, continue to think, not think, continue to breathe. In this manner, we also continued. Then mind also returned, realizing that, after all, these things can function without that also. Then, all these When one by one you imagine all the organs of action, a perception, and all the organs of action left one by one, and they return. Finally, asahaprana uchikramshan. Then this prana, meaning the main prana, so he the life force, the life, the vital force, uchikramshan. He desired to leave. He did not even depart from here. He just desired to depart, and the prana was rising. यथा सुहय पड़ीशंकूनिदेदी All the rest of the sense organs found themselves being pulled away from the roots, and they also found themselves departing along with prana. Then they realized that they were all dependent upon prana. When prana, the vital force, is there, then alone the sense organs can continue to function. And when that goes away, this body of the sense organs cannot continue to function. And therefore, all of these, so abhisamitte uchhu bhagram, edi tram nasheshthosi. and all the sense organs pray to him. Please don't depart from here. Recognize that you are the most exalted among us. This is a story, and similar story is found in Bhagavadgita as well as in Prasna Upanishad. Essentially, to establish the supremacy of prana. So these stories are told in the context of prana upasana, meditation upon prana or the vital energy. So we find that in Upanishads. the most predominant upasana or meditation is on prana on this vital energy and prana becomes upasya vishaya an object of meditation only when it is exalted so one will want to meditate on something which is exalted and therefore the supremacy of prana is first established by such stories such anecdotes and thus when the supremacy of prana is established in my mind then i meditate on prana So, prana means hiranyagarbha. <coughs> so, in this context, 
This kind of a kalaha or a quarrel among the sense organs has been reported in the Shrutis and this is what is referred to in this verse Vagadinam Indriyanam Kalaha Shrutishu Shrutaha You find in the Upanishad there is a kalaha or quarrel among these sense organs Tena Chaitanya Medesham and therefore it is proven that the sense organs of action the sense organs of perception are conscious entities because unless they are conscious there is no way that they could talk or quarrel among one another. And Chetanatvasyeva Atmalakshanatvat So who is Atma? Atma is always the conscious being. And it has been proven here that the sense organs are conscious entities. Chetananam Indriyanam Atmatvam Uchitam And therefore it is quite proper to say that the sense organs which are established to be conscious entities they must be Atman. So this verse says, Atmatvam tataha evahi tataha on account of that, on account of the fact that the sense organs are conscious entities, therefore Atmatvam, they are Atma. <coughs> this is how they refute the first fellow who says the gross void Atma, he is dismissed and the other fellow establishes that the sense organs are Atma. <coughs> of course, there are other people who dismiss these fellows. He says, all right. Please tell us when you say that sense organs are Atma, does it mean that all the sense organs, the complex, all the sense organs, the group of them together is Atma, or each one of them is Atma? If the whole group of sense organs is Atma, (coughs) then what would happen? If one of them departs, then the body should die, because in, in the aggregate of sense organs, if it is considered to be Atma, then suppose the eyes or ears or one of the organs of action or perception is not there, then the person should die. But that does not happen. That shows that the aggregate of sense organs is not Atma. Because without the ears, without the eyes also, we continue to function. Alright, are you trying to say that individually each one of them is Atma? Then in this particular complex there are so many Atmas. And one Atma is to do one thing, other Atma wish to do something opposite. In which case, this body cannot survive for even for a minute. And so there cannot be more than one Atma in the same Upadi because there can never be an agreement and therefore the body can never last. So you cannot say that sense organs individually are Atma, nor can you say that the aggregate of sense organs is Atma, and therefore that sense organs is Atma just does not make sense. And therefore, the other people, other Charvakas again, they present another matam or another opinion. <coughs> so matantaram uttapaidum in order to present another opinion is the verse 65. Hairanyi garbhav pranatma vadinastreva muchire Chakshuradhyakshalopepi Pranasattvetu jivati Hairanyigarvaha Pranatma vadinaha tu evam uchire Pranatma vadinaha Vadinaha the contenders Pranatma vajitaj prana is atma So those contenders who take the very prana, prana means the vital, uh, vital energy. So this prana is his breath, 
Office alone, the modifications are Nirvana, Vyana, Udana, Samana, etc. So the combination of all of them is called Prana or Mukhya Prana. So this vital energy, so those people who are, who, are, who meditate upon Prana, and the totality of this Prana is called Hirindigarbha. At the individual level, the vital energy is called Prana, and the totality of all the Prana, all the living beings is called Hirindigarbha. So those who, are, who meditate on Hirindigarbha, they are called Hirindigarbha. So those who accept Hirindigarbha as Atma are called Hirindigarbha, Pranatma Vajanaha, those who contend that Prana is Atma. They, however, have this to say. What do they have to say? Prana says, Chakshuradi Akshalopeti. Now they are arguing against those other people who claim the sense of to be Atma. This Pranatma Vajanaha is how to say this. Chakshuradi Akshalopeti. Aksha means Indriya of the sense of So Chakshuradi Akshalopeti. Even when there is lopa, or there is departure, or dying, you know, or absence of such sense of structure, etc., I, etc., jivati, the person continues to live. Even when the sense of departs, the person does not die. And that shows that the sense of cannot be said to be atma. Because person is alive as long as prana is there. In fact, as the Upanishad describes the process of death, one by one, all the sense organs depart, in fact. First the speech goes away, and then the organs of perception also go away, and thus sense organs depart one by one. And even then, the breathing continues. So person is supposed to consider to be dead only when the breathing also stops. But we find that the person continues to be alive as long as breathing is there, prana sattvet jivati. As long as prana or breathing is there, so long the person continues to be alive, and therefore we say that it is prana which is atma. So on account of the factor which remains here, the person is alive, and which factor when departs, the person is dead, that should be atma. And sense organs cannot be atma in this sense, because even when the sense organs are not functioning, the person continues to be alive, as long as the breathing or the prana continues, and we find that when the pranas depart from here, well, the person also is dead, therefore, prana is the atma. <coughs> Alright, now again, these people, in order to support their contention, they quote the passages from Shruti. So, the Hathavadis, the people who take the gross void to be atma, also quote the passage, Savayesha Purusha that this atma is the body, such passage was quoted, those people who, had, who contended that the sense organs are Atma, they also quoted the passage which describes the Kalaha, the quarrel among the sense organs, thereby showing that the sense organs are conscious beings. Now these people who say that Prana is Atma also quote passages from Upanishad. So Pranasya Atmatve Sautalingani Dashadi. Sautalingani, Lingam is evidence from the Shruti is being shown to establish that prana, the vital energy, is atma. And that is being done in the verse 66. <coughs> prana jagarti sukte bhi Prana shraishthyadikam shridam Koshas prana mayasyamyake 
विस्तरेण प्रपंचित प्राण जागरती सुप्ते सुप्ते वेन दिस पर्सन इज अस्लीप मीनिंग वेन हिज सेंस ऑर्गन्स आर ऑल स्लीपिंग दे आर नॉट फंक्शनिंग इन द डीप स्लीप इवन द माइंड इज नॉट फंक्शनिंग एट दैट टाइम ऑल्सो प्राण जागरती दिस इज अवर एक्सपीरियंस दट इन डीप स्लीप वेन वन इज नॉट अवेयर ऑफ सेंस ऑर्गन्स वन इज नॉट अवेयर ऑफ द माइंड सो वेन दोज थिंग्स आर नॉट फंक्शनिंग देन ऑल्सो प्राण जागरती the prana or the vital air continues to be awake that's one linger one evidence to show that prana is atma prana saishthyadikam shrutam also we find the shruti such statements which which uh, uh, illustrate the saishthyadikam that prana is jestah shrestah jestah means eldest shrestah means the best so prana is the eldest Prana is the best. So all of this is very clearly expounded in the Shruti, and therefore also we say that Prana is Atma. Then Kosha ha Prana ha Samyak Vistarena Prapanchita ha. And the third reason why we say that Prana or the vital energy is Atma is because Prana ha Kosha ha Vistarena Samyak Prapanchita ha. So in Upanishad, such as Taittiriya Upanishad, we find that this Prana ha Kosha ha. The sheet which is called prana is vistarana in in detail prapanchita expounded. So the Upanishad also expounds in detail this prana maya kosha and therefore also we say that prana is atma. So different shruti lingani, shruti lingani. These three different evidences are stated here from the shruti to show that prana is atma. <coughs> As Tika Gara says here. प्राणदेहस्े जागृति इत्यादिना प्राण जागरण श्रूयते प्रश्नोपनिषद्स्क्राइब प्राणदेहस्े जागृति वेन दिस पर्सन इज इज स्लीपिंग देन अस्पुरे इन दिटी ऑफ द बॉडी हू इज वन हू इज अलाव एंड प्रोटेक्टिंग द बॉडी प्राणदेहस प्राण बिगिनिंग फ्रॉम प्राण मीन प्राण अफान ओल ऑफ दिस प्राण वेलोम Are are alive. I mean, awake when rest of the faculties are all sleeping, and they are the ones who protect this body. And so, very beautifully, Prasno Upanishad describes as though these pranas are performing a beautiful agnihotra karma. So, agnihotra karma is being performed. So, pranas are performing agnihotra karma in this manner. The description is given there, and that shows that pranas are alive even when the rest of the faculties are not functioning. सुषुप्तौलीन सन् जागृते प्राणा उदतिष्ठत सो वेन द पर्सन इज डी इन डीप स्लीप देन ऑल द सेंस ऑर्गन्स यू नो द होल ग्रुप ऑफ सेंस ऑर्गन्स सुषुप्तौ लीन हसन इन द डीप स्लीप दिस ऑर्गन्स ऑफ परसेप्शन एज एल ऑर्गन्स ऑफ एक्शन आर लीन ऑल ऑफ दम मोस्ट इन टू देर ओन कॉजेज जागृते प्राणा उदतिष्ठत 
the, the effect always merges into the cause. And so what continues to remain when the effect is gone is called the cause. For example, the pot is the effect and when the pot is destroyed, then what continues to remain is clay. That's why we say that the clay is the cause and the pot is the effect. So wherever the thing merges, it's called its cause. Just as the, the pot merges into clay, the ornaments merge, in, merge into gold, and therefore we say that the gold is the cause of ornaments. So the ornaments merge into gold and again arise from the gold. Similarly also in deep sleep, all the sense organs, they all merge, they are all merged because they are not functioning. At that time, what is awake? The pranas are all awake. That shows that the sense organs have all merged into prana. And now when you wake up, sense organs again start functioning. And so where have they arisen from? From the prana which is awake. So this indriya ganaha, sushupta lina san, this whole group of sense organs which was lina merged in the deep sleep. Jagarate pranat udhavishtat, when the person was awake, then all these, these sense organs, a group of sense organs, again arose from the prana, which had merged into prana, again arose from prana. Uttishthati indriyaganha yasmat tadukham, and therefore prana is called uttham. Uttham means deha uttana karanam. So uttishthati indriyaganha yasmat tadukham, that from which all the sense organs arise is called uktham. Tasmat pranasya uktham shrestham iti sanyayati bhavaha. And then the prana is called uktham. In Chandogya Upanishad, when there is upasana or meditation with reference to the samantras, uktham. So this prana is also called uktham. Uktham means uttishthati asmat tad uktham. Inasmuch as all the sense organs arise from the prana, they merge into prana, therefore prana is that from which the sense organs arise, therefore, prana is called uktam, and therefore, he is shrestha, because that <coughs> uktam means shrestha with the sanya. Therefore, prana gets the sanya of the name shrestha, meaning the superior or the supreme. <coughs> and so, there the tika says, tat prana prapanne, urat tat uktam abhavat. Since all these organs, of sense organs, arose from the prana, Therefore, that prana is called uktham. Tastadetat uktamidhi pranasya shraishthyadikam shruyate. And therefore, from the shruti, we find the shraishthyadikam, that prana is supreme, or the most exalted, among the body, among the sense organs. And therefore also, he is fit to be called atma. <coughs> because atma must be shraishtha. So different lingas are given. First of all, that which is sentient is atma, the gross body is atma, but that must be Chaitanya, the conscious must be Atma, so sense organs are Atma. But the one who is the supreme must be Atma, therefore Prana is Atma. And then also further, Anyantara Atma, Prana Hityavana, Prana Mah Kosha hai Prapanchita hai. In Taitri Upanishad talks about the first thing, the, the, the uh, Annamaya Kosha hai, and says, Tasmadva, Tasmad Annamaya, Anyantara Atma, Prana Mah. So, as compared to this gross body, there is something that is inside, interior, something that keeps this gross body alive. That on account of it, the gross body is called Atma. So that is even the Atma of the gross body, and that is Prana. So Atma is that on account of which a thing is alive. Atma is that which is inside, which is superior, 
it is controller. So it is prana which controls the gross body. Prana is interior with a reference to gross body. And the prana is said to be atma. <coughs> and thus Taitri Upanishad also says that it is prana which is the atma. So, it, Saishthyadikam uh, Sutam Adi Shabdena Prana Samvada Praveshadikam Grasyam. And Adi Ityadana Pramaha Kosha Prapanchita Ityadi means what? Prana Samvada, all this Samvada dialogue among the sense organs and Praveshadikam Grasyam. They went away, they entered, and so on and so forth. All in the Prashna Upanishad also we find that the Prana enters the body. So all of that also indicates that Prana is Atma. So these people who have this opinion that Prana or the vital energy is Atma, they present all these different arguments in support of that contention. <coughs> well, there are yet other people who dismiss this view and present their own view. Say the next verse, Pranadabhi Antrasya Manasaha Atmatpravadinaha Matam Darshayadi. But there is something which is even inferior or subtler than prana. There is something that controls the prana. Something that is atma of the prana and that is the mind, manaha. Pranadabhi Antrasya Manasaha or the mind that is interior or internal with reference to even prana. Atmatpravadinaha Matam Darshayadi. There is a person who has the mata that mind is the atma. And that opinion is presented here. So manasaha manaatmeti manyante upasana parajana pranasya bhoktrata pashta Bhoktrutvam manasattataha Manasattataha upasana paraha janaha manyande Well, there were Hiranyagarbhaha, those people who, were med- who are the meditators on Hiranyagarbhaha, the total vitality. There are others who meditate upon the mind as Brahman. Mano Brahma, it is Vijanat. So may you take mana, mind as Brahman. So this is Upasana. That manaha, mind itself is Brahman. And therefore look upon mind as Brahman. This Upasana on meditation also is recommended in Upanishads. And Mano Brahmati he discovered the mind as, as Brahman. So this Upasana Paraha Janaha. So these other people who are devoted to the meditation upon the mind as Atma. Manaha Atma Iti Manyante. They take the mind to be Atma. Why is it so? Because they say that Atma is Bhokta or Experiencer. So not only Atma is a conscious being, not only Atma is the one on account of which, which everything is alive, but at the same time Atma or the Self is Experiencer. I find myself experiencing variety of objects, gaining variety of experiences in life. And who is that Experiencer? That experiencer is someone who is superior to even the prana because for gaining various experiences we direct the prana and the sense organs to perform different actions 
and they present different experiences before us and therefore the experiencer is even superior to the prana. And so my mind which is experiencer, the bhoktru, that alone should be properly called atma. Pranasya anatmatva yuktimaha. How do you say that prana is an atma or not atma? For that the yukti or the reasoning is being stated here. Pranasya abhoktruta pashta. It is very well known that prana is not a bhokta. Bhoktrutvam manasaha tataha. And therefore, who is a bhokta, the enjoyer, the experiencer, is the mind. Prana does not experience anything. If prana is always presented as something that is jada. They say, as Viveka Chodamani says, if prana were the atma, if prana were a conscious entity, then when a person is in deep sleep, then also his breathing continues. And if that prana were the atma, then suppose a thief comes or something like that, these pranas which are alive and which are awake, they don't say a word. And that shows that they don't have life at all. And therefore, pranas are inert. And they do not have bhogtrutam. They do not have enjoyership. Pranas do not have enjoyership. It is the mind which has enjoyership. And therefore, mind is atma. So, manasaha bhogtrutam. And therefore, mind is atma. <coughs> manasaha atmatve yukti pradipadikam shruti maha. Then, they have to also quote, everybody has to quote the statements of Upanishad to justify their opinion. So, manasaha atmatve in order to show the, that the mind is Atma, yukti pradipadikam shrutim. That shruti doesn't directly say that mind is Atma. However, shruti provides a yukti by which we say that the mind is Atma. So, yukti pradipadikam shruti. It is, it is statement of Upanishad also. At the same time, it gives a yukti or a reasoning why the mind is Atma. And that is quoted in verse 68. Mana Karanam famous statement mana eva nushyanam karanam bandha mokshayoho manushyanam bandha mokshayoho karanam mana eva the karanam the cause bandha mokshayoho for bondage as well as liberation manushyanam of the human beings is what mana eva it is mind alone which is the cause for the bondage as well as liberation therefore this is yukti therefore the mind is a self why? Because who is bound? Manushya is the one, the human being is the one who is in bondage. And this one says that mind alone is the cause of bondage. And I find myself bound and therefore I am the mind. And then I myself, I find myself liberated when knowledge takes place. This one says that mind alone is responsible for the moksha or liberation also. And therefore, since man finds himself bound and liberated, and is a mind on account of which one is bound and liberated. Therefore, the mind is Atma. This is Yukti. This is the reasoning of Tarka that mind is Atma because 
mind alone is responsible for bondage and liberation, and therefore person who is liberated and bound, bound or liberated is in fact mind alone. <coughs> That's one Shruti. Another Shruta hai, Manomaya Kosha hai, and also Manomaya Kosha hai Shruta hai. In Taitriya Upanishad we find that there is such a thing called Manomaya Kosha hai. Taitriya Upanishad presents the mind as Atma. Tasmaad vai, tasmaad pranamayat, anyantar atma manumayati, sutyantaram darshayati. Tasmaad vai, etasmaad pranamayat. As compared to this prana, anyaha antara atma manumayaha. There is someone other than prana, and antara someone who is superior to or subtler than the prana. Anyaha and antara. So pranamaya danyaha means different from the prana. Pranamaya dantara means inferior or subtler as compared to the prana. So we find that it is a mind which in fact controls the activities. When the mind directs the prana, then alone the activities of the sense organs take place. And so mind is the controller of the prana. At the same time, mind is inferior to the prana. Mind is subtler than the prana. And therefore, it is a mind which will properly be called Atma. And also, Atma, as we know, is bhokta or enjoyer. And prana cannot be the enjoyer. And therefore also, it is a mind that must properly be said to be Atma. <coughs> that mantra, Manayo Nushyanam Karanam Bandha Mokshayoho Bandhaya Vishayasattam Mukte Nirvishayam Sutam. That's the idea there. He says it is a mind which is the cause for bondage and liberation of this human beings. Which kind of mind is the cause of bondage and which kind of mind is the cause of liberation? Bandhaya Vishayasaktam. That mind which is Vishayasaktam, that which is infatuated or fascinated with the sense objects, that mind which is attachment to the sense objects, that mind becomes the cause of the bondage. Muktyai Nirvishayam Smutam. On the other hand, the mind which is Nirvishayam, which is free from any thoughts of sense-objects, meaning that which is free from any dependence or attachment to sense-objects, mukti smrutam, that becomes the very means for mukti, liberation. Mind is neither bondage nor liberation, but mind becomes the cause. When the mind is extrovert, attached to the sense-objects, well then it becomes the cause of bondage, obviously because it keeps this man all the time running after the sense of pleasures, and thus makes him perform variety of actions makes him gain different experiences, from that again arise rather dveshas and other desires, from again other actions and thus mind always perpetuates the quest for happiness to the sense objects and keeps this person all the time seeking happiness, seeking pleasure and thus this whole sequence of life and death continues. When the very same mind, which becomes nirvishyam and so kastid dhiraha pratigatmanamekshat avrutta chakshuhu Amrutattvamichyan, some wise person, Avrutachakshuhu, when he withdraws his sense organs, Amrutattvamichyan, because his desire of immortality, he realizes that all the experiences that he gains are all mortal, meaning all of them are limited in time and transient, and the one who is desirous of immortality, he withdraws his sense perception, meaning he withdraws his attention from the world and then directs the attention towards the self, and he discovers the self as immortal. So that mind, which is nirvashyam, which is withdrawn from the sense organs, that becomes the very cause of liberation. 
So from this standpoint, in fact, Shruti says that mind is the cause for bondage as well as liberation. That doesn't mean that Atma is a mind. Shruti doesn't directly say that. However, this statement is quoted to justify the views that the mind is a self. <coughs> Okay, now comes a discussion of the Vijnanavada, I think that we can take up uh, tomorrow. Oh,